Welcome to episode 203 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm sleep-deprived Tom Zalat. I, I'm sleep-deprived and physically exhausted Adrian Schoen. Always got to one-up me, huh? I'm oh, sorry. We're joined in the studio today by a very special guest who's a member of the Don't Be Mad podcast, one of the newest additions to the Upford Network. His name is Jason Elias. Thanks hey, for joining us. Hey, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. No, I brave the cold, <laughs> even though, um, you know, I don't... I live too far away. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice, eh? Like when you don't have to like go too far for something. Oh man, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> like I cannot deal with the cold. The snow, I don't mind. Right. But once you're dealing with the ice and it's covered in snow and you start slipping and falling everywhere, that's a problem. Game over. I haven't fallen this winter, so I'm happy. Oh, yeah. I'm Are you know. from Montreal? Yeah, I'm from Montreal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Born you're. You're used to it. Uh-huh. Used to it, but I don't like it. I've never. <laughs> liked it. <laughs> no one should like it because it's. No really an extreme situation that's going on up here oh it's really bad that's why i try to get away around this time of year to go somewhere warm even though it's for a couple weeks yep it still does the body good where do you usually go go? yeah um anywhere hot so like in um last year i was in dominican nice um in april around that time it wasn't too too cold but it was still cold enough right that's kind of like the wrong part of winter to leave town for (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was good and i went i went with my girlfriend and um it was good stuff Good stuff. Yeah. Can't complain. And uh, if any, if I get the chance, I'm trying to get another vacation in for um, not the same place, maybe Cuba or something like that, nice. somewhere where the cartel can get me. <laughs> but no, yeah, um, the Montreal cartel. Well, Mexico. <laughs> I, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to Mexico. I'm scared as hell. Cancun looks nice on TV. It's perfect, but I don't want to lose my head. So yeah. I don't think That's they invite fair. them on like the resorts. If you want to go to like an all inclusive, uh, well, I don't think they invite them. I just think they just make themselves. They invite themselves. They have fences. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can call it all inclusive if it doesn't include mm-hmm. the cartel. There, there you go. <laughs> that seems like false advertising. I wanted my drugs. <laughs> Nobody yeah. slipped my throat this time. What's going on? <laughs> no, that's why I, I'm not going uh, somewhere like Cuba where it's a little more safe. I'm pretty happy with, but that's Sweet. what I'm trying to do for this year. Sweet. And um, that's essentially what I have going on right now. Yeah, I just got <laughs> back from a week in Orlando, and I oh. came back, oh. and it's it's so cold, <laughs> and there was a big snowstorm when I was gone. I came back like no. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of what I say, though. When Every time I leave or I, I'm, I'm leaving depression, and when I'm coming back, I'm coming back to depression. Yeah. Because that's what the winter is over here. It it's really is depression. And I wouldn't mind if we had this kind of weather in December when right. it started to fade away. But it always happens toward like the beginning of the new year when everyone's you know, trying to start anew. And it's, yeah. it's hard to go to the gym because you yeah. don't want to go into cold and all that stuff. So I'm like, ah, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was in Orlando in Disney World uh, uh, to run the half marathon there. And so I was training for the half marathon and I I had done it three years ago. I did the full marathon there and I had trained throughout because the beginning of winter in Montreal is not so bad. Mm. And this year was, was really brutal. And so all of the training I did was like snowstorm. And I did my last (laughs) like long run uh, and I started late 
And it took me so long to finish 12 uh, and a half miles because every time I would run in a direction, it would get icier and icier. <laughs> I'd be like yeah, tiptoeing off of it back back <laughs> down where I came from and find like another route to go. And I, after a while, I'm like, my legs are so tired. It's dark and everything's covered in ice. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I just risk. don't leave the house in the winter. I, I try to, but you know, work and everything. But uh, I, I wish there was an option where I could stay home and... and avoid winter completely but you know it's montreal yeah. yeah and not to mention the other stuff that comes in montreal constructions late buses all yeah. that kind of stuff adds to the depression that's why i call it depression that's yeah. it that's it so um so your show just joined our network that's right like so recently that we don't have ads running for you guys yet. i know i know <laughs> i know so can you can you tell like us and also folks at home like what your show is about what do you guys sure do? so i kind of could start from the beginning yes i think so cool. how it happened was when we started the podcast we started a podcast maybe six years ago it was called the huddle mm-hmm. and you know it was just something that was four of us we wanted to uh, you know have like a a little thing where we talked about sports talk about what's going on relationships everything like that we did that for a couple episodes which just for fun we just had like you know like a blue microphone and and um, a computer and just recorded and that was it. Right. It was good for what it was because we didn't do pretty heavily invest into it. Right. Um, and two years ago, uh, my, uh, my co-host Matt, who's on the show, Domi Man, he came to me saying that we wanted to do a, he wanted to do a podcast again. But I said, okay, let's do it. If we're going to do it, it has to be a little bit more serious, has to be a little more structured, mm-hmm. have everything. And um, we invested in microphones, mixers, computers, everything to build it out to where we want it. Um, we paid um, money for hosting it online, putting it on all the, the um, podcast aggregators, right. everything like that. And um, ever since then, we've been rolling. We've been rolling and rolling. And now we have Don't Be Mad. And essentially, the, the whole name Don't Be Mad is because we say a lot of stuff that's very <laughs> controversial, very outlandish. And we're just telling everyone, don't be mad at, because you're here. If, and our goal is to get you mad, essentially. Yeah. If, right. if, you're getting, if, you're, if you're getting mad at something, that means we've done our job. It's not to offend necessarily people, mm-hmm. but we usually like to say a lot of things that's on, that, that's on people's minds, but they're a little bit afraid to say. Sure. And yes, we can, we can handle some backlash because we, we, in a way, yes, we don't mind the criticism because it helps us get better. Right. But we also understand other people's point of view and stuff like that and see it from their point of view. So... Any criticism, positive, negative, I don't care if you give me a million to thumbs down or anything like that. It's a reaction. Anyways, so if we're getting a reaction, I'm quite happy with that. And uh, a lot of people have been getting mad. So um, (laughs) if that if that stops, I'm not doing my job right. Right. (laughs) So like just out of context, like what's the most uh, extreme point of view that you guys have had? Hmm. The most extreme point of view? (laughs) Wow. There's been so many. (laughs) Um, well, because because we've been talking, they've been talking about it lately in the news. Um, Matt is Matt is a person who hates R. Kelly. <laughs> okay, he despises R. Kelly Fair to, enough. To, yeah. to the most. I I'm of the type of person I would say, listen, I hate what R. Kelly did. It's wrong. You shouldn't do it. But I'm not giving up this music. <laughs> I am not giving it up. Honestly, like, fair enough. You know, it's the whole, like, <laughs> no, debate of hate the artist and, you yeah. know, like, love the art. But at, at the same time, R. Kelly makes it hard because he's so boastful about how good he is that you don't want to give him the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, the signs are there. He supposedly, allegedly, I'm going to say because we don't know that, allegedly, yeah. did all these kinds <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he allegedly did all these things. He allegedly did all these things, but... 
how come he's not in jail? And, and it kind of goes to the mind of like he's rich. <laughs> There's a lot of richer people than R. Kelly, though. There's a lot of... And, There's and, a threshold. You could be richer and you still don't get and, it. And <laughs> Donald and, Trump's not and in jail. <laughs> and it's very, it's very, very... Well, Donald Trump, he's... I can get to him in, in after, later <laughs> on. I have, I have plenty of stuff to say. For, I, I study... I went to my bachelor's in political science, so okay. I have a lot to say about him. Sure. <laughs> don't we all? We all have a lot to say. No, but R. Oh. Kelly, um, I, I, I love his music, and people say, how can you support R. Kelly? I'm like... But he made remix ignition. I'm like, that <laughs> yeah. song is iconic, and it's very hard for people, uh, you know, to kind of let go of the music, and they can't put two things. Mm-hmm. They they see the acts and the music as mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah, I'm like, R. Kelly's a piece of shit, but I still love his music. He yeah. also and people puts can't do that. Some of those things into his lyrics. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm saying to myself, it's it's so obvious. Why can't you guys see that? Right. It's in the lyrics. So it doesn't bother me if you can't see it. If you can't see it, that's your problem. I, yeah. I understand what's wrong with him, but I love his music. Yeah, I get that. I, I think where I'm at with that kind of thing, the whole like separating the artist from the art, like I think I once I've decided that I don't approve of an artist as a person, mm. I won't pay for any of their stuff anymore. Yeah. Like I still might I still might listen to it, but I'm gonna do that through YouTube or whatever. Well yeah, that's why Spotify exists. You yeah. just pay the you just pay how much four four ninety nine or something like that and you listen to anything you want. That's it. It's I like you, not, you can't directly support that's right, I'm not directly supporting like, R. Yeah. Kelly. I wouldn't buy anything that R. Kelly sells. I've never <laughs> right. I, that was like back in the nineties when I used to buy his albums and stuff like that. that yeah. I'm a better person now. Yeah. I've, a even, better person I've like now. taken a break from buying Kanye's stuff for for a bit to see where he lands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kanye's crazy. And and this is this is a if funny If it's a mental institution, then maybe we can start funding it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I like I love a lot of his music, but at this point I'm like I don't think I can like in good conscience support this guy anymore. I, I love know. Kanye's music, but I think some of the stuff he says is just way outlandish. Yeah. But his music has suffered because of it too. So I'm like when yeah. when your music starts to suffer because of the stuff you do, I'm like, okay, you need to come, you know, come back in two years. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's, it's like a, it's a pop culture talk show. Pop culture, very controversial. Anything that comes up like in the news, we talk about, you know, like cool. NFL protesting, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, we just try to gauge what people like to, like, you know, pe- people's, um, essentially what people get upset about. Mm-hmm. And we try to dive deeper into that. So like, you know, if it's any like shootings in the States or, mm-hmm. um, any like terrorist thing that happened or an artist that's not getting the recognition they deserve or anything like that mm-hmm. or what's going on with the Canadians. Uh, I hate the Canadians. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the, not afraid to say team? that. Yes, the okay. hockey team? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of the Montreal Canadiens. I used to be. Yeah. I remember them winning the Stanley Cup. A lot of people can't say that. In 93, I'm that old. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Yeah. That's cool though. I, I like the approach of like, I mean, it's, it's, you guys are having honest conversations about this stuff. You're, uh, you're yeah. presenting, you know, often conflicting viewpoints with each other and hashing it out. And I think that's really like important. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's three of us, uh, essentially was myself and Matt that started, mm-hmm. um, and our other co-host Jamali. Jamali was always there. He was just never on the mic, but like, <laughs> he's always in the room. I'm not since the first episode. He's always been in the room. He was never on the mic, but he's been on the mic more since I've been there a little bit less because I was I've been busy. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's three of us, and we all have like heated opinions. And people mm-hmm. think when we start getting into yelling matches with each other, they think, oh, these guys are gonna fight or something like that. No, we've known each other for 
well over a decade. We're not. Right. We yeah. do. We do have big arguments like that, but we're not gonna fight each other over that. And if we, and if mm. we do have disagreements, yeah, we'll get mad at each other for like a couple of days, but nothing, nothing's gonna stop us from what our the ultimate goal is. Just mm. have a good conversation. We're all friends from for years now. We're not right. uh, yeah. not gonna jeopardize something over something like that. But we yeah. we do have big arguments, especially <laughs> when it comes to sports. We get into big arguments. Fair enough. Yeah. Who's your uh, Who's your team? Uh, football, basketball, soccer. Which just one? Just like if you had to pick one as your like Lakers. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Sweet. Always. I bought a Nintendo sixty four because I saw Kobe Bryant on the box. Sick. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's my favorite player. I don't care what anyone says. Better than Jordan. Better than LeBron. Kobe. Uh, I remember. I remember my first N sixty four. My only N sixty four. Nobody has two of us. <laughs> we uh, we bought it. Um, so I had moved here from BC in like ninety nine, yeah. and went to a birthday party. Don't remember whose. And uh, it was at like one of those like fun zone kind of places where yeah. they had like all those slides and everything. But out in the lobby, they had an N sixty four with Super Smash Bros. And uh, none of us could figure out how to like change the stage that you fought on. So we mm. always fought on the same like Yoshi's story. Um, oh, okay, right. and like. I just loved it. I fell in love and I was like, mom, I need this. And she's like, well, we'll see if we can afford one. And then that Christmas I got it. Oh, nice. Like, nice. That's one life changing. That I think was <laughs> one of the best gifts I think I ever had. I think I still have the box over in my house somewhere. Like not, not the actual system, but the box. Yeah. Cause I remember that's to me cause Nintendo and super Nintendo, my dad got that, but when he used to play for himself, right. But the Nintendo 64, that was the one I could remember. Okay. This is mine and has sentimental value to me. I think I have the, this is when like that purple control, see-through control yeah, came yeah. through. I have that one. Yeah, I kept that. That's sweet. Love it. I've still got mine too, but it's. Uh, I ended up putting Digimon stickers on ah, all of my controllers. Yeah. So it's like see-through purple, and then there's this big blocky sticker because the '90s were all about like square stickers on things. Yeah, and pong, pongs, and all. Uh, what is it? Pogs. Yes. Pogs. Yeah. Oh, pogs. pogs. Oh man, yeah. that was a thing that happened, yeah. <laughs> and then quickly dissipated. Yeah. It's like this crazy craze that's coming out of Hawaii about milk caps with elf on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's. That's how you know it's the '90s when you, you reference Alf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show, by the way. I can't. I it was. I, I was. I was very young when I remember seeing it, but that that was one of the great shows. We used to watch it, and I read later that it was such a nightmare to produce because you had children, animals, and puppets, which are all the hardest <laughs> things to film, and yeah. everyone's like. Dear God, like I survived the ALF production. <laughs> Do you think they have special medals they gave to everyone on the production team? They should have. I, I think that was a real brutal. <laughs> Yeah, anything with like animatronic puppets and stuff, that's oh, really hard to do. The whole thing. They got a puppet with a cat and a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all the worst things. You were uh, you were saying before that you were working for a while for this uh, like media production company that's right it's a montreal based one yeah uh, montreal based one um can't really go into too much details because there's stuff i've seen that hasn't come out yet oh cool oh. um so, after the show yeah but, the, but like <laughs> for example there was um aquaman i saw a good portion of aquaman before it came out oh cool couldn't really say anything um, i saw quebec on the on the uh, credits for aquaman yeah. and i was like i bet it's that production company that does that does mean your name would be in those credits or? it's possible depending on what i um cool. depending on if on how they chose I know for the X-Men movies, because the X-Men movies are produced by that same company. Right. And um, everyone's name is on it, usually, for the credits. Um, I haven't checked Aquaman, because I left before the end credits and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, um, I work for that company. They they do a lot of visual effects for, like, all, you know, Marvel, uh, DC, all those kind of big comic book movies, those big special effects movies. Um, and so many more. They keep getting new ones. I think they're doing... Um, 
Glass. Glass. That's um. Oh. Yeah, I heard James of this. McAvoy, Samuel Jackson, and Bruce Willis. Yeah, that looks oh, great. Oh, is it Unbreakable? Yeah, like, with Unbreakable and oh, Split. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, I, like that I think movie. they're doing this stuff. And um, X-Men. Okay. Uh, the, they do all the X-Men. All yeah. the X-Men. Yeah. yeah, they've done from the beginning. Since the first X-Men movie, they've been doing it. Yeah, that's and, cool. Um, it's a pretty good company. I do I tell an acquisition. Mm-hmm. So essentially hiring the people that work on these movies. That's cool. Okay. Stuff like that. A little lower level role. Not anything like a producer or anything, but uh, cool. sort of that, yeah. How'd, how'd you get into talent acquisition? I personally started that when um, I was in CJP. I went to Dawson mm-hmm. in school and, you know, I needed a job back then. Um, so I was desperate for money. And this is how far back, I think I was making like $10 an hour back then. Okay. And it was half, it was part-time. So um, I saw an ad in our um, online job boards for recruitment. It was across the street in Westmount Square. So I'm like, why not? For investors group. And... Um, you know, I was taking international business, studying business there at, at um, Dawson and, you know, business investor group sounds good, but it was recruitment, a talent acquisition, human resources. So I tried it. And you know what? I like this. You're interacting with people. You're seeing new opportunities. You're meeting people. Um, to me, it's a passion, giving people, looking for a job, people helping them find a job because, you know, it's, yeah. it's very hard for yeah. people to do it. And I've been doing it for about six, seven years now. Cool. And um, to me, it's joy because I interact with new people, see their opportunities, see their experiences and just help them find work. And to me, it's a great joy because I know how hard it is when I was younger looking for work. And I could imagine like either people coming up or people who either, even people who are older is, you know, it's difficult for them to find work because they always want to hire young, right. but there's always, there's always something for someone. And yeah. if you give them the opportunity and you put the, you invest the time into them, you're able to find that. And that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And for our American listeners, SAGEP is a thing that you do between <laughs> high school it's, and college. It's essentially junior college in, in the yeah. states. It's, yeah. This has been Learning Corner. Yeah. It's essentially junior college for you state oh, listeners. That's really cool, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's something really nice about, like, you must get to, like, meet a lot of really talented people oh, yeah. and, like, being able to identify the, like, spark in them and mm-hmm. say, like, I think that you're worth hiring for this must be, like, a really cool, like... I don't know. That that's just such a neat thing to be well, able to do. Well, yeah, you you meet a lot of people face to face in person, mm-hmm. and you talk with them, and you kind of get to know them. So you build a relationship with them. This is why I love LinkedIn as a tool because you meet <laughs> everyone from across the world, especially in the new company, in the company I'm working with. Essentially, yeah. So you meet a lot of people everywhere from across the world. So from Mexico to Argentina to um, Afghanistan, you're getting artists and everything across the world, and these are amazing people. And as long as you're, you know, you have the time to give them that opportunity you'll see how amazing and the stuff they can do it's just beyond belief and it's just location is a hindrance for them mm-hmm. and because of the opportunity as a recruiter in any company i've worked with we could reach out to them bring them over we usually handle their paperwork to coming over and cool. security checks background checks. so you're visas. really bringing uh talent in as opposed to having like a lot of um you know when you put up like a job listing and you do That's a lot it. of interviews like um, I, I find that you learned that a real large part of the population are morons <laughs> <laughs> and, and weirdos. <laughs> there are no, there are a couple of them. There are a couple. Of those. There's more than you would think. <laughs> it really is. It's really comforting to interview people because you're like, oh, most people are stupid. <laughs> you, you, you just have to filter out. You have to filter it out to a certain point mm-hmm. because you're going to get people like that regardless, yeah. and it happens. But. Uh, um, a lot of these people are, are amazing or amazingly yeah. stupid. <laughs> so either way, your it's day is either way, be fun. It's either way, but, but the majority of the day, but that's the thing. It's it's never dull. The day yeah. is never dull. Yeah. It's always interesting, and you're always having fun. And um, 
yeah, even though, you know, there's certain things that frustrate you, it's, mm-hmm. you can't say that you're always doing the same repetitive task. It's always something right. new. It's always a new challenge. And that's why I like doing it. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of high importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? (laughs) Hey you, do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bit of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend. That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs. Let's make stuff, but you know, collaboratively, because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King. Chaos.co. K-H-A-O-Z dot co. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Sass. And we're the host of The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about, well, sports. Specifically, what we do look at is what makes an athlete be the best that they can be. So not only do we talk to some athletes, but we talk to the people behind the athletes, from trainers to sports psychologists, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other issues revolving sports as well, hot button issues like concussions, maybe doping. Give us a listen. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Should we uh, take a trip over to the Cash Corner? Oh, I think so. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cash Corner. This is the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Most things in life come with an expiration date. Things like food, milk, even shampoo, all set to go bad after a certain amount of time. Heck, even our clothes and shoes only last us so long before we wear them out and need to buy new ones. But there's one way you can spend your money that will never expire, by donating to us on Patreon. Patreon is an online tipping and rewards site that lets listeners give money to the creators they love. Support us on Patreon because these tasty podcast episodes have no best before date. Finally, something worth spending your money on. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Candace, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. Jesus. <laughs> you'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Gabriel, who says, Describe your dream shoes. Dream shoes. Ooh, As I nice. said, I, I just ran uh, a half marathon in Disney. Mm. I don't say that to brag. <laughs> um, you it, went to Disney. We get it. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it just means that I am more dedicated and better at actualizing my dreams than you are. <laughs> but. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I actually. <laughs> my, my real core philosophy on, on athletes is that uh, you have to have an enormous sense of self-loathing to like motivate yourself to do something of that. That amount of like pain and, and endurance. <laughs> Either like you, you hate where you live or you have to escape where you are or like there's some sort of thing that causes obsession to a level to, to cause you to want to do something like that. But <laughs> uh, shoes, big part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I have horrible foot problems in general. And I found like one little company that makes running <laughs> shoes out of Boulder that I 
I Wait, like what? <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> okay, I was talking about <laughs> rock shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'll order and have them brought up over the border. And and the ones I have now glow in the dark. Oh, nice. Super nice. fun. Um, but they're like the only ones that don't give me blisters. Like I ran a half marathon in, in Denver once and I went to one of those places where like you go to the running store and then like they assess your gait and then they choose shoes. But what they really do, cause they're like teenagers who've been educated by the shoe company. They just go these that the company <laughs> told me to sell you. Right. Uh, so in the, like, so I got so many blisters on the bottom of my feet that all of the skin fell off of them. <laughs> Jeez. It's a nice visual. Yeah. <laughs> During the race. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so you're just like running with bloody stumps. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so uh, that's a, a nightmare. Yeah. But I, I feel like shoes are one component, but a sock, very, mm. very important as well. I've got these ones that double loop over. And I, so like if, <laughs> if you were to. <laughs> over what? Well, like the, the, oh God, how do I explain it? If you were to stitch two socks in a big loop uh, together and then take one side and you invert it into the other part of the sock so that the whole thing is kind of double lined. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, It's like wearing two pairs of socks at the same time. Pretty much, but they don't move so much against each other. Right. Uh, yeah, so that, that's been my key to not having bloody stumps. But then don't your feet just get like real sweaty? No, they're, they're not that thick. Okay. They're, they're okay. all right. Um, but yeah, like, so you get that good combo. I feel like a dream shoe would also have those little Healy wheels on them Mm -hmm. and you could kick up and like go through the airport, (laughs) but that would also require like a dream universe where the TSA wouldn't immediately tackle you to the ground. Do they tackle people with, with wheelie shoes? I don't think you're allowed to have those in places as a grown-up. I probably used to. <laughs> no, but there, there's a kind of suitcase where you could actually sit on them, and yeah. it's motorized and stuff like that. It's like a little motorized suitcase. <laughs> I think that's, I swear, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've Is seen these in real life. They're, yeah. they're really cool. Do people do that? Yeah. Well, they have the, 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 the stupid cart that picks up people who don't want to walk right. to, to another gate or something. Why can't they have that? That's... Okay, it, really feels like a lemony snicket episode or something like that like just some surreal little like like riding around your suitcase yeah it's like they just sit on it standing up like this and just i I did not see that at the airport they're they're real and they're incredible (laughs) we're all getting to that wally world where everybody's just sitting in the big cart but those are like for like airports that are really difficult like i remember um there was this airport um when i was going to memphis tennessee to visit my aunt and uncle um we were leaving from Montreal to Memphis, so we stopped off at Detroit. Hmm. If anyone's been to Detroit Airport, it's notoriously huge. It's a yeah. huge-ass mm-hmm. airport. So we had to go from one end of the airport to the other. I Shit you not, it takes half an hour yep. to walk. Oh, wow. <laughs> to walk from one end to the airport to the next. And we have to get we have to get to the plane in that half an hour or we're not we're gonna miss it. Right. One time we missed it. There was one time we missed it, and our suitcase got there first before us because by the tarmac outside, it's only like five minutes. But in the terminal, it takes like a half hour because yeah. it's it's ridiculous. But it was just <laughs> But that's why those things exist. I, the Healy thing is a nice thing. I would yeah. love to have that stuff. Yeah. 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 I had an experience like that in the Chicago airport last year when I was uh coming back from PodCon actually and we're flying through Chicago again this time, so I hope it'll be better. Mm-hmm. Where we had I think like half an hour to get from like the A wing to the E wing or something. Yeah, O'Harrisburg. It's huge. It's too big. <laughs> it's too big. And and they have like shuttle cars during the daytime, but it was four in the morning. Oh. So we had to like 
hustle the whole way and we're exhausted and lost and not looking forward to doing that with two small children. Right. That's crazy. I know, I know they're making, um, well, some airport, I'm not sure all of them, but some airports have that kind of little tram outside that you can Mm -hmm. go outside from one terminal to the next, which they should have. All of them should have that. They should, they should have that. They should have a a metro Montreal (laughs) should have a metro in the airport to make, you know, transition to getting somewhere quick enough. I don't know why Montreal doesn't have a, it's a big airport too. Like it really takes you a while to get from one spot to the other. It's a lot of walking. Yeah. Yeah. So dream shoes. I when I think when Gabe sent this in, I thought about like I haven't had a pair of shoes I've liked in my adult life. Really? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> I it's it's the kind of thing that I never feel justified spending money on, even though I know that it's the kind of thing you should absolutely invest like a good amount of money in. Mm. And so I've always just had like shoes that like I like them aesthetically, but they're not necessarily the comfiest. Mm-hmm. But the last pair of shoes I had that I like really really loved were in high school. I got these like bright green puma high tops uh in like soho (laughs) and brought them back after a like class trip and i wore them for like a year and a half i loved them they were so comfy they were like ridiculous like everything everything about them was perfect and then i eventually you know didn't outgrow them but they just you know died (laughs) i've never been able to find a shoe that that does the same thing for me as those so yeah it's it's a beautiful thing when you find like the right shoe yeah it's a, a cinderella moment and it's it just, but I, I do think that, and I'm sure you guys will be on board with this, that all high heel shoes should burn in a fire sure. because it's the dumbest thing I've ever, like, why would I make something that contorts my foot into a different shape and then causes me pain all day? Yeah. What is the point in joy in that? That's how the pedicurists win. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make their money. I, they... It, <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> that's that's got to be like an invention of men, though, right? Yeah. Like that has to be something. Well, like, it is because uh, they were originally men wore high heel shoes, and this for um. This is news to me. Yes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> this is history corner. Um, so, uh, it was for men riding horses. So when you um, would kick your horse, you had a little bit of a heel on your foot to oh, yeah. uh, give them a little kick. And so then they got, you know, fashionably higher and higher and higher. Right. Uh, and then I don't know where the transition happens where they became women's shoes. But uh, th- that is the origin of the high heel. Oh. <laughs> I just assumed it was invented by men. To, For like, women. <laughs> to make women taller and also more uncomfortable. Because that seems like some bullshit a man would make. <laughs> Most women's clothes seem to be to make you not able to run away. Right. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the jokes I could come up with. <laughs> Please let them loose. Oh, no. But yeah, no pockets. You can't have any keys. Yeah. Short steps. Little pencil skirt. High heels. Just ee. That's all you can do. Jeez, oh. when you look back at all this stuff, now you like start to wonder and second guess everything yeah. that's been going on. I'm like, have I been oblivious to all this stuff for years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, right? Like, I, I, I feel like that's what, like, if the past couple of years of like, being a person who is active on Twitter have taught me anything. It's that there is no limit to the number of things that I have not considered because I am a white man. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, right. That's a problem for people. Shit. Uh, Twitter is savage, yeah. but I love it. I it's, love Twitter. It's wonderful. It's my favorite. I think it's my favorite app. No. Like, really? Or my favorite social media app. My actual favorite app is the New York Times crossword puzzle app because <gasps> as previously established, I am a white man. Oh I, my God. I do love crosswords. <laughs> I my husband and I do crosswords in bed because we're yeah. old. I always feel like I'm like 40. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as I open the app, I'm like, wait, I don't know how old you are. How old do I look? That's the question. I'm oh. guessing you're in your 30s, but like early 30s. 
Okay, keep going. Like 32, 33. You're right, 32. Ah, there we go. 32. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Usually, um, the beard is making me look very old. Once I cut this all down, um, everyone says, you look like you're 20. I'm like, okay, that's nice and everything, but I don't want to be that young again. It was fun, my 20s, but my 20s was like drunken parties all the time. And that was the only time in my 20s when I blacked out. I actually physically blacked out. So, fair enough. Not my thing. When I was in Disney... I don't know what was going on, but every time I tried to order a drink, they're like, can I see your ID, ma'am? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm 37 years old. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you got to do the thing. And then they're like really inspecting it and getting into it, like trying to find the date. And every time they're like, oh man, like you do not look at it. And I think there's such sun damage going on in Florida that like they're just mummified in a way that they've just never seen somebody without Florida's sun a damage. special state. It's a special yeah. stage. Very, I'm like, very special. Is this like a Disney thing? You're putting me on. You're trying to make me like feel better. Somebody needed to see my my ID, a second ID, and wanted a passport. That's that's impressive. <laughs> I feel like like that's real though. Sun damage is so real. Yeah, you have to take care of your skin, or the sun's gonna turn you into a shriveled up prune. Oh, visit uh, uh, Denver. It's just mummified skinny women <laughs> who hike all day. <laughs> Oh man! Sorry, Denver. <laughs> yeah, really shitting on Denver today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think my dream shoe, coming back to it, would have to be like as comfy as those Pumas were. But then, like these days, I think I tend to gravitate a little more toward like brown leather. Mm. So, if I could find a comfortable brown leather shoe that made me feel as good as those neon green high top Pumas made me feel in two thousand nine. How about you? Shoes. Um, well, I can tell you my favorite shoes of all time. Um, I still have it, and it's more than ten years old. It still fits me perfectly. It's beat up as hell. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie to anyone. That shoe is way beat up, but it's Reebok Classics, high tops, um, white and blue. It's like clouds walking on clouds, <laughs> and I have flat feet. Okay. So me walking more than thirty minutes, it's that's when I start to feel it. Right. it feels like your your skin's peeling from being your foot and everything. So I'm like, no, I can't do it. But those shoes, every time once I got them, I was like, oh, that's great. And ever since that shoe, I can I've been looking for a, a better newer pair, I've never been able to find it. So you know what? I'm like, I'm keeping these. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless if I have to do anything, I'm just gonna keep it. I don't care how it looks. Because I'm not a big shoe person. Yeah. Like I buy a shoe every like couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't I really don't care for I'm not those people that buy don't don't follow the stereotypes. Not all black people like Jordans. <laughs> I don't like Jordans. I don't <laughs> Jordans and no but the thing is I don't I don't feel like investing that amount of money just for a shoe just to have it pose up on a wall so I'm not gonna do that and ever since I got those Reeboks I'm like I can't lose these shoes (laughs) and and because of the fit, the foot thing's been getting worse. The only shoes that's been able to I've been able to get close to it is probably the Asics. Mm -hmm. Um, Any one of them. They're they're very comfortable and they're good right. for for running and working out. So those help, but they still hurt. But those Reeboks, man, if they could make a shoes that had everything was just memory foam inside of it, oh. that would be the perfect shoe. <laughs> that would yeah. be great. The foam is shoe. a big key component. Yeah, I'm going to take us to old people corner. Do you experience uh, any plat- uh, plantar fasciitis in your feet? I went to check on it and to see if I did have that. They said no. They said it's. But you said they said you should most likely have good shoes yeah i also I, have I, the, the flat feet yeah but i don't I have, have any... to get the inserts in the back and it helps so immensely but it's it, it could be plans for fresh yes but it's more the sense it's more you know the flat feet thing yeah. and i don't have any heel spurs okay heel spurs are the worst i've seen people that had it they're just like 
like Oof. they can't even walk. They're just like tippy toeing everywhere because if they know they put down their heel, it's just done. They'll fall and everything like that. And sometimes you have to get surgery for that and everything yeah. like that. And I tell anyone, anyone who has surgery for anything, don't do it. I just had surgery for my arm. It's the worst surgery ever. Oh. You don't want to be laid up for any type of surgery. And yeah. I have, I've had two surgeries in my life and those are probably some of the worst things in the world. And just invest in your health early, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> especially with a good pair of shoes. Mm. If you invest in a good pair of shoes in the beginning, you could be good for, for a longer time. And if you can, if you know the shoes, it's like, I can never go anywhere with the shoes. Buy another pair. Right. <laughs> yeah. Buy another pair. Double up. Just, Double up. just keep buy another pair. Bring them in. That's why I, yeah. I order the Newtons from from Colorado, and I get like two at once. And I'm like, these are these are good. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, I because I, I do have the the plantar fasciitis, and I wake up in the morning like an 80 year old like mummy, where I'm like t- like teeny teeny little steps, and I'm grabbing under the walls. And I'm like these they'll loosen up, but like mm. the first thing in the morning is a little rough. Yeah, I can't say I've had that problem yet, but I'm oh, also half your age, so. <laughs> half, I don't think that's quite right. No. It's harsh. That'd be a problem. <laughs> There's a guy at work who keeps screwing around with me where, like, he's very, like, hip looking mm-hmm. and, like, just dresses, like, really, ele- like, he's very cool. And he keeps saying that he's older than me. And I'm like, you're not older than me. I don't believe you. You're older than me. And so now he's just screwing with me. He's like, I remember when the type, like, printing press was invented. (laughs) And I, I, like, dug into his LinkedIn profile. And he's a couple years older than me. But I'm just like, how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I I definitely know, like, or knew. I don't really know them anymore. But I knew dudes in their 40s who, like, were, like, more of a hipster than I am. Mm-hmm. And it kind of always made me feel weird because I was like, I think you on paper seem younger than me. Right. <laughs> this is weird. I think style can really like <laughs> confuse the issue quite a bit. Better yeah. they're getting that millennial blood just piped in. <laughs> they just like grab some teenagers and yeah. eat them every couple of weeks. Yeah, what is, what is a millennial anyways? I've never, I've never really <laughs> understood that. Like, am I a millennial? Cause I, yes, but I don't like I'm strictly not, speaking, but I'm not <laughs> snowflake ish. No, kind of ish. like I'm, I like hearing harsh things. I don't want to like, you know, if you say something bad to me, I'm not like, you hurt my feelings. No, I'm not that type of person. Well, I'm, you're just buying into the lamestream media's uh, <laughs> characterization of, of the, the millennials. It's fake news, folks. Fake news, man. Fake news. That's what old people think of millennials because they're <laughs> old and they're bitter. <laughs> and yeah. They hate young people. I don't know. I, I, think, I think the older you get, you know, the more set you are in your ways. But, yeah, I, think, sure. but I think like people anywhere from, I would say anywhere from 25 to getting into their 40s. These are people that grew up with technology and like mm. Twitter, all that stuff. They're they're pretty much set for a good couple of years to like, yeah. okay, we're mellow. We, we're good. <laughs> but people who are growing up like in their teens and 20s, just getting into their 20s, they're like the ones that like, okay, don't offend me right. because I'll call the police on you and get you <laughs> shot. Uh, so this is from my person's point of view. <laughs> according to mentalfloss.com, millennials are people born between 81 and 96. So I think all just of us. Made, yeah. Just made the cut. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's fair, was, yeah. I guess. I was born yeah. in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> 93. Oh, my God. I feel like a little baby. <laughs> Tiny oh, little baby oh, boy. I'm the smallest baby in this house. <laughs> uh, so you don't remember what Ghostbusters was like? I don't remember. You know what? I think in grade one, I was a Ghostbuster for Halloween. Nice. Because I, I think that it was, like, I think it must have already been out by then. Because I have, Yeah, like, Ghostbusters yeah. came out in 85. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 85. it definitely wasn't as much my thing. But 
No, I wasn't a Ghostbuster for Halloween, but we played Ghostbusters just like make believe ah, in the schoolyard. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's it. I I'm I'm such a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Young and I did see a Cinderella slipper made out of edible chocolate and glitter uh, that was really impressive uh, over the last week. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as your foot gets sweaty, it starts to melt. I don't think you were supposed to wear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big leap there. <laughs> I don't know if it's a slipper. It's supposed to be worn, isn't it? Is it not. <laughs> No. Uh, why why make it a slipper if it's not supposed to be worn? I think it was a Cinderella theme type thing being Disney World. I, don't know, I have that Jerry Seinfeld sense of humor. Why is it why is it a slipper? What are with these shoes <laughs> made of <laughs> chocolate? <laughs> yeah, I, I I have this weird fascination with um the, like the pageantry and stuff of uh in Disney World. And so like mm. I look at all the things that you're not supposed to look at. Mm. And uh there's a, a concept I think it's called undesign that I love this idea. It's supposed to be a deterrent. So when you see like a, a park bench that has an armrest in the middle of it, it's mm-hmm. supposed to make it so you can't lay down. Right. Ah, yes. Um, so like Disney, you can see like where they're trying to shift people or make them not linger. Like all right. the bathrooms, there are no mirrors over the sinks. Interesting. So okay. like you don't, there's one at the end in case you really need one, but like it's just meant to keep people moving. Or right. Like they'll put something a little bit too far away for you to sit down and put your feet up. Or like, <laughs> they have all these things of like line of sight or like you can only see things from a certain distance mm. or um, th- like the Tower of Terror, which is like a big ride that they have over in Hollywood Studios. You can see the back of it from Epcot, but they usually mm. don't want you to be able to like see remnants of the other parks from where you are. So they shaped it so it looks like part of Morocco, well, like part of the World Showcase, because in Epcot, they have all the, yeah. the countries. I can right. see you look very confused. I was like, hang on a second. Do people <laughs> in California think that Morocco is close to the U.S.? <laughs> so, so Don't they, put it past them. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> so like it blends into the, the horizon. Hmm. Uh, but like I, I love all these like little little things that they is that do. really to distract the person or is it more to like to see what's not going on in the background or is it just to keep people moving? Well, I mean that yeah. that's just to preserve the magic, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you to see all the like girdles and support structures yeah. and stuff. Okay, that's what I'm wondering because that, yeah, it's a it's, they say it's a magical place. Yeah, they just don't want you to see the magic. Well, they like invented a color. What? They really? call it like go away color or like don't look at me. And it's this uh, kind of very pale bluish green. It's huh. mostly green. And so uh, they paint the backs of buildings and like things that are they're hiding in that color. And you really like your eyes just glaze past it. Interesting. Like you can you huh. never really land on it and focus it on it like unless you're huh. looking for it. Jeez. Some yeah. science going into this place. Oh, yeah, it's that's, amazing. That's pretty cool. The uh, the like undesigned thing reminded me of um, the Washington State Convention Center, where I'm going to be this weekend again. Uh, has like a um, has a bathroom downstairs that's like accessible to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, because it's accessible to the public, they I guess were concerned about people going in and like using the stalls to do drugs. So, uh, which is stupid. Um, but they uh, all the like stall doors are like chest height. Basically. Oh no. <laughs> so, so you like, you like can't do drugs in there cause people walking into the room will see you doing drugs, but also you can't have privacy while you're taking a shit. Jeez. Yeah. They should have painted out the front of all the doors black with just censored <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little bar. Horrible. 
pet. It's crazy. <laughs> you will not linger there. I will. <laughs> no. It's like most places, in order to avoid that, do like black light so that people can't find veins, right? Oh. Like that's the that's the usual trick. But this place was just like, we don't even want you trying. I did so. not know that. No, yes. I, I've never seen that, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to those kinds of places, I think. Well, I'm pretty sure those places are nice. I remember like three, year, three or four years ago, Montreal tried to do something like that with the homeless in the uh, wintertime. The spikes. And they put spikes on businesses for them not to lay down on right. the I'm like, wow. It's like, <laughs> I've seen some cruelty before, but this is like taking it to like level yeah. 20. Yeah. They just stop and go like, this works for pigeons. So <laughs> I am so tired of these homeless people shitting on statues. <laughs> God, why don't they just fly back up to the cage that I put on my roof for them? Oh, man. It's, it's so. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, and I think like Geek Concordia Metro is like horribly hot, right? Like all the time. It's, it's, um, India. It's Mumbai. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like Mumbai. Sweaty and, and warm. When I, and when I, I was going to school there, I never used to have to take the metro very often because I live in NDG. So from right. Lyle campus to downtown, take the shuttle bus. Right. That's another mess in itself. But that metro, oh my God. It's like I can go out. If I didn't, if I lived in the metro, I would never know it's winter outside. Yeah, I would never know it's winter outside. It's so hot. It seems like it's hotter in the winter than it is in the summer for some odd apparent reason. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous. I think it's a natural um, heat spot or something in Montreal. Yeah, so like geothermic. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're making that up. No, but that's that's why they they um that's why they have that um that street. I forget next to Concordia that they've been. On, on construction for like who knows how many years to make that air ventilation thing and it's, oh. yeah, it's been going on for like a couple of a couple of years now and that's why a lot of the businesses close on that street and okay. is it it's not Bishop is it Bishop might be Bishop it could be Bishop yeah, yeah one of those streets and so that's why they're building that ventilation because it's it's way too hot it's that's interesting it's ridiculously too hot it's a natural hot yeah. spot yeah I just assumed that it was hot on purpose. Oh, I, I, I just kind of thought they were like, look, we're downtown. There's a lot of homeless people here. Let's make it way too hot for them to, to sleep on the metro benches or whatever. No, that's the metro where they should all go because it's warm there. Yeah, right. exactly. It's extremely warm. But just a beach party every time you go down. <laughs> homeless people with like beach balls and so, shorts. Where did they get sand? <laughs> but it's such a terrible metro. Like when, when the wall starts sweating, yeah. it's a problem. And, here, you, and it, uh, people think I'm lying when I hear it starts sweating. You hear the water running down the walls yeah. Yeah. all the time. It's not. It's really bad. It's gross. It's really, really bad. <laughs> oh god, that's wish, so gross. I wish my apartment was over that. <laughs> it's so cold. Uh, we have like a weird thing in our place where like this room is hot because like the heater is good, but then like the rest of the house is really drafty and terrible. Oof, but yeah. I don't want to move. But I gotta move <laughs> one day. Moving sucks. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff to move. It's. Uh, just painful it's, it's terrible when it's i moved painful. in here i was moving from a like two bedroom that i shared with someone else to this space more or less alone like my roommate at the time had like a bed and a bookshelf so i was able to move in here and like really populate the house with my crap so that it didn't feel like it was crowded mm-hmm. but then when teffer moved in she brought all her stuff with her and it was like oh game over yeah <laughs> this house feels lived in now yeah <laughs> well the thing about moving is like everybody's talking about this show on netflix that lady who wrote the, Marie the book Kondo, about yeah the that, bane of my existence yeah the whole thing about like you get rid of everything that doesn't spark joy yeah moving what? is the the real shortcut to decluttering <laughs> your house because it's just like the night before you have to move and everything else like all these little things you didn't even know you had and the back of a drawer all of a sudden you realize 
I don't have the energy to put them in boxes anymore. And you just throw everything else that is not already in a box out. Yeah. That's why, that's why there's a lot of, there's always a lot of stuff on moving day in like July oh, yeah. and stuff in June. Cause everyone's just like, it's too much. It's not that they want to throw it out. It's just that they have no choice. Cause yeah. it's too much. You don't want to carry all that stuff. And, and I could, I could, I understand to a certain point, but you know what? I paid for it. So I'm like, okay, let me keep that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stroll right back over to the learning corner. Uh, Montreal, for some reason, everybody's uh, a lease ends at the same time. Yeah. And I've never seen this in any other city. So everybody moves on the same day, yeah. ensuring that you will never be able to get a moving truck and that it will be impossible for you to move. And everybody throws all of their stuff on the edge of the street because everybody's throwing everything out uh, mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's a good way to redo your house if you just want to fill it with people's garbage. But <laughs> it's insane that everybody moves at the same time. Yeah. You understand why I say I don't like the city? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are so many reasons. Montreal could be the greatest city in North America. Mm-hmm. So many things going for it. But when you add stuff like language laws, bad roads, corruption, yeah. snow, um, Montreal Canadians. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, just, like, like you don't think of bad. Montreal as being like... <laughs> The, the the mafia component of Montreal mm. is so surprising because I think in America nobody thinks of the mafia being in Canada. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to burn down your place, eh? Like, <laughs> they do now, though, because on Riverdale, one of the mafia guys <laughs> right. is Papa Poutine. That's true. <laughs> that, that is true to, to form because yeah. I, I was reading a paper the other day and there was like a, a, a Portuguese chicken place that burned down the other day and the newspaper specified like was an accident did not like not arson right. like because so many places get burned down <laughs> portuguese <laughs> chicken places just burned down by accident a lot in right. the city well or places that didn't uh pay somebody off for a liquor license <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can we can we get back to this marie Kondo thing though sure H- have either of you done the the like joy of tidying up thing Never done. Never even heard of who Marie Kondo. Okay, never heard of that. So, so she's this lady who wrote a book a long time ago and now has a Netflix special that basically is just like, here's my advice for how to like reduce the clutter in your house, um, like if you have to really reduce it down to like the core of what it is, uh-huh. and it's just a lot of like, does this piece of paper give me joy? Yes. Do I also need it? Yes. Cool. I can keep it. If it doesn't give you joy or you don't need it or whatever. You got to get rid of it. And this person got a Netflix special for this? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Uh, and, <laughs> and so, like, you know, our place was a mess. Tefer mm-hmm. watched the first couple episodes of this and went, okay, let's, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tidy up my stuff because I have way too much crap. Cool. Fair enough. But the result of that was that then our house became, like, a project instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to not feel like I wasn't contributing to that, I had to then figure out, like, okay, what can I do? <laughs> What can I do to contribute to this? Um, and in a in a moment of like, you know, okay, here's the problem. We have a lot of clothing for the baby because he is small and he is constantly growing, right? Yeah. Um, it's all just kind of currently in piles. In order to get it out of piles, we need to put it in a drawer. My dresser drawers have no space in them because I have too much clothing. I threw out 90% of my clothes <laughs> last oh. week. I now have like 10 t-shirts, uh, 
four pairs of underwear. They're all me undies. So <laughs> that's kind of nice. And then like just a bunch of pairs of socks uh, that I'm slowly throwing out as I realize that they have too many holes in them. And uh, I went down from three drawers in my dresser to one drawer. And now the other two are full of baby clothes. Jeez. There you go. Yeah. So your life is slowly reducing and, and being shrunk down into a small, sad space. Yeah. While everybody else's fills up the volume. <laughs> To be fair, our house is like way tidier now than it was like yeah. two weeks ago. So no. it's nice. I uh, did that with like a minimalist closet thing where yeah. I got down to just like the things that I wear in a week. And then the other stuff I, I either uh, got rid of or I put like in a bin under the, the bed. Right. And then I realized about six, seven months later that all my clothes now have holes in them because I hate shopping. So I never replenish <laughs> any clothes. That's the problem, right? This This like idea of like throwing out all your stuff so that only the stuff that brings you joy still remains is kind of a privileged thing where mm-hmm. like you you can only yeah. really do that if you can afford to replace I was, it i was gonna say that's like something that rich people would do yeah like you you could if you could throw out stuff like that because for me if i have I, i'm not the type of person to go shopping all the time either so if i grow outgrow anything or right. something's old i haven't worn in a long time i wouldn't necessarily throw it out i would take it and because my family is from the caribbean my, my mom's from grenada my dad's from trinidad mm. and we send stuff back to our cousins and our uncles and stuff cool. so like stuff we have like we don't use anymore we make a barrel and we send it to them we like had that. an actual barrel yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Yeah, you say you 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 well, not like a crate, a wooden barrel or anything oh, like that. Okay. But like it's a it's a it's a, a container. I could say. A container. Okay. Yeah, that, that's. I a, gotta say that's that's not as exciting. <laughs> no, not a wooden barrel. Said, no. Go to no. the croupier and yeah. have them knock together no, like no. a wooden there's barrel. No nails, there's no nails. Into the you locker. push it over Niagara Falls and it flows out to the sea where it meets your family. <laughs> It'll get there eventually. No, but, but, <laughs> But that's that's essentially what it is. We make the barrel, we send it off, and um, they they and they're very grateful for it. And uh, and that's what it is. If we send right. new, if we want to send new stuff too, we send new stuff as well. But sure. uh, yeah. if I'm not using something and I know they need it, and mm. it's not, I'm not going to send them like a huge sweater because it's it's Caribbean. It's always 25 and up over there. Right. Right. I'll send them like a nice T-shirt or anything like that. Some new and and stuff I've used and some shoes and and yeah, it's but just to throw out right. stuff that oh. You can live without it. It doesn't bring you joy. I'm like, ooh, that's uh, if yeah. if if you go throw out something, that means you have the money to go back and buy it something again. It's like, oh, that's uh, well, that's the part I didn't think about because <laughs> now I have ten T-shirts right. forever. Because yeah, that, that Netflix special was targeted at at people who are richer than we are. Yeah, and I did the same thing, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> forward to throw out stuff <laughs> that's it like i was thinking about it i'm like i'm gonna have to get like new clothing this summer i'm just gonna end up having to budget that because now i have like well it's the underwear thing i have four pairs of underwear <laughs> if i don't do laundry every other day oh, yeah. i start getting really stressed now oh, no. No, for me it's like they're like those laundry days is like damn i have no clothes to wear to go to the laundry yeah <laughs> to do my laundry i'm like that's why i need the extra clothes that i don't wear like right. you know what, let me go in the drawer and see what i have to wear it can look all bummy and stuff i don't care it's, i need to get to the laundry to do my laundry yeah. yeah it's like i have no other clean clothes to go with i definitely have that that mo- i'll get out of the bath and then i'm like oh, i'll throw because we have a washer dryer in our bathroom mm-hmm. and i'll get out and like oh, i'm gonna do I'm gonna do laundry and then i'm like what do i put on now that i <laughs> don't want like i can't i can not wash right at this moment right. and it's some weird combination of something in my like 
PJ sock drawer or something. <laughs> it's like little booty shorts that I used to wear for like aerial stuff and right. some bizarre thing that I just haven't worn in a long time. <laughs> <clears throat> the nice thing about having a newborn baby is that I don't feel bad having dirty laundry while I'm washing all the other laundry mm-hmm. anymore because it's inevitable that like two minutes after I throw a load in the washing machine, he's going to need a diaper change and oh. he's probably soaked through his diaper and he's like, well, okay, time to change my clothes too. You know what? I used to hate doing laundry when I was younger. Mm. As I got older, I find it, it's the most relaxing thing for me to do. Isn't it kind of great? It's the most relaxing <laughs> thing for me to do now because it's like up to myself doing my business, my work, and I'm just like, I'm just waiting for the laundry. I'm just like... I'm at peace. Like I, I, and sometimes I don't even bring my phone. I just like, I could just have a moment to sit down, relax, mm-hmm. and just kind of detach from the world at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. And uh, and when I'm done, I'm like, oh, I have to go back. <laughs> I dread having to put the clothes away. I'm like, oh man, I was oh. having fun. I could stay here. Folding laundry, I hate doing. I don't do that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't do it at the laundromat. People say you're supposed to do it as soon as you get out of the, the, the laundry because I don't live. I don't live too far from the laundromat, so mm-hmm. I just dump everything in the bag yeah. and take it back home and fold it home. I feel like it never stays folded enough to put where you're going to put it. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it does happen like That's that. That's what I would yeah. worry about, yeah. Yeah, like I even from like the the bathroom to the bedroom, which are two rooms that are next to each other, I feel like if I fold it in there and then it's just not like going to put in the drawer right, like when I put it in a stack. Right. But yeah, like I and I hate hanging things up, so I just have cubbies now. I just jam all my clothes in a cubby. <laughs> yeah. There's something satisfying about like managing to like shove it closed after it refuses because you're like, oh, I've got too much stuff. But I don't get that anymore. There you go. I don't get that anymore because I have four pairs. The satisfaction is all gone. Don't you feel lighter though? A little. I feel joy. You feel joy? Mostly I'm just like glad that all of Toby's stuff is stashed. It's a little it's a little nicer. But that's it. Like I I, I get frustrated about like house tidying stuff because 90% of the stuff that I want to keep that's like, look, there's a pile in this room, right? Mm. Like, that's all stuff that I like, that I want to keep in the house. What am I going to do with that if I move that table? Yeah, I, I got to put that somewhere. Might have to build a shelf. It's a whole thing. <laughs> that's it. But shelves cost money. I know. And then you get a shelf. I got, I got an IKEA bracket shelf for the wall, eight bucks. Yeah. That I felt like I could justify. Didn't come with screws, <laughs> so <clears throat> trademark of IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I had to figure out how to, like, drill it into the wall properly and make sure that it wasn't going to fall down. So guess what's been sitting on that pile for the past month and a half? Because I'm never going to do it. See, these self-improvement like shows, I, I think they're ruining all of our lives. Yeah. Because, like, I really like Queer Eye, but I can't watch it with my husband anymore because he thinks that we, like, he feels bad about how we live once we watch that show. Like, <laughs> why do we live like garbage? It's so easy to just have somebody pay a million dollars to make your life better. I, I can't watch it. So like my girlfriend and I, we watch just pure drama reality shows together. Mm. She she can't watch Screamer stuff, so I can't watch any of the Netflix stuff with her because mm. she doesn't like Punisher. She's scared of blood and sure. all that kind of stuff. She's terrified of it. I, I, it's, it's horrible. But we do watch reality shows. She loves The Bachelor. I can't stand it. But we've been watching like 90 Day Fiance, those real disaster oh, no. reality shows. <laughs> yeah. And those are the type of dramas I like. I used to watch Jersey Shore. Admittedly, I used to love it. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, I'll go with that kind of stuff. But <laughs> once in a while, I can go back and watch those shows. But those kind of, I guess the closest thing we would see is like the, the uh, um, what do you call those? The Home Garden Network where they have the shows, um, um, what is what, property, where you, the people have the choice between three properties they yeah. can pick. Oh. I forget, I forget yeah. what it is. Oh. It's like this person works 
and there's a meme on this. I had, it was it was so funny. They said this: um, my husband raises carp, and I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a, my husband raises carp, and I'm a I'm a school teacher. Um, how much can we put down for this three million dollar home? I'm like, how can you afford this home? And it's per, it makes perfect sense because that's what it is. These kind of shows. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm looking at these shows. My girlfriend, I'm like, this is not for us. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do this. House Hunters International is the best like douchebag walking of all times. So it'll be like a, like an American family with like a McMansion out in the middle of the sticks, and they're like. We have this giant home, but we're moving to Morocco. But we want something we're familiar yeah, with. Geez. And then they'll like go and look at like the the type of architecture that they have in the place that they're moving to, and they're like, "Gross!" <laughs> 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 they're like looking at mansions and stuff. Like, we don't want to live how these people live. <laughs> I don't know how people, how especially when you have a lot of money. Like if I had, if it was like a millionaire or something like that, mm-hmm. I would never buy a house to the extent where I could hear my echoes. Sure. Yeah. Well, well that's why you just have to fill it with crap. Yeah. And then <laughs> no, you have to pay somebody to clean that shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too big. It's too much effort. It's like you're paying you're paying too much for what it is. Like, how much space do you actually need yeah. for a, for a mansion? And it's like, no, I, I want a nice, sizable house where I could just you know, it doesn't take me more than two minutes to walk to the front y- to the to the front door of the backyard. Right. It's it's just it's just something simple. But people want to buy these extravagant things. Yeah. And like you saw what happened like in two thousand eight, where people bought a lot of stuff they couldn't afford, so they all, they all lost their homes and value of the home went down. Which seems to be happening. What's going to be happening soon? And it's like, come on, do you do you really want to live that way? Yeah. It's like, do you want to live like a millionaire? Like. Are you making millionaire money to afford that? Are you going to take out loans and waste half of your life on that stuff? Yeah. I just want something just big enough that I can be in a room by myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, like your own private office or something like that. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. Yes. That's, that's perfectly it. fine. Yeah. I don't want anything bigger than that. Just something that, like, <laughs> if I wanted to go and spend time, like, by myself, I could do that sometimes. Yeah. That's definitely, like... That's a thing that I recommend when when people ask me about like, so you know because I I live with my partner. I mean, we all live with our partners. I think yeah. Like you, sometimes your single friends when they're about to make that move are like, "What do you like recommend?" Right? Like, what's your best advice? And my best advice is always, if you can afford it, have space for yourselves like separately which like not everyone can afford like we can't really afford that here. But our place is big enough that if we need space to ourselves, we can just yeah move to other rooms right but like if you can afford to like you know even if you have the same bedroom if you can afford to have like you know your craft room and your office or whatever Mm -hmm. like that's great that's so much that's like ideal i think yeah so having a house that's got one more room than it needs yeah 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 because sometimes you need that alone time that extra space for yourself yeah if it's to like either watch tv or sleep or even play a game whatever right yeah you need that kind of time for yourself and everything like that not a lot of people get that because you can't be crammed with someone all the time like as soon as you turn left you see them as soon as you turn make a right you see them that's how small everything is yeah that's a nightmare yeah (laughs) yeah my favorite of those uh property shows um is this one called by herself like b-u-i herself that's a um it's a real estate agent in toronto who helps like single women find like properties for themselves but because it's toronto specific i know and it's so bad and and because it's toronto it's all these girls who are like yeah like i have a full-time job and i am finally ready to like move out of my parents house or i've like just left my husband or whatever and like they they have like a set amount of money that they can afford but because it's toronto that's like you could buy you could get a duplex in montreal 
or you can get a one bedroom condo in Toronto that you mm-hmm. actually can't afford still. Right. <laughs> and so all these girls are like, you know, my parents raised us in the suburbs and we've got this like four bedroom house where each of us has a lot of space and like a big basement. And so I want my house to have French doors and I want a big (laughs) living room and I want a double, a double bedroom and like I need a bathroom on each floor. And then the real estate agent's like, so that's not going to happen. Here's (laughs) your choice of three condos you can afford. None of them are in the city. And uh, also they're all in very dangerous neighborhoods. (laughs) I feel like this is just going to be like her on a couch, like, comforting crying millennials just going i know the world sucks now and you're never gonna have what you want it is it's so much of that that's horrific it's very hard it's very hard for people from like the suburbs to understand how it is to live in cities yeah. even in montreal too it's the same thing oh, yeah. too um they, once you see you get into that rent thing they're like you, do you know what you're getting yourself into yeah. <laughs> it's way too it's really expensive i can imagine toronto oh my god yep. yeah I would, I would i would i hate toronto as a city but because of opportunity, I would live there. But I saw the rent. I'm like, yeah, I could take the French for a little bit. So yeah. I could still take the French for this a little bit. There's like a French discount here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a friend who's moving here from Toronto this summer with her boyfriend. And she was like, yeah, like what's like what's the rent like in your neighborhood? And I told her, I was like, oh, you know, we pay like, I think that the rent here officially is like 1600 for like, what is like a seven and a half or something. Mm-hmm. It's a big place, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that's less than I pay for my one bedroom. <laughs> Oh my god. It's like a nightmare. So don't live in Toronto, guys. If you're gonna move to Canada, <laughs> move to Montreal. Oh, I don't know. Well <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> move to Halifax, it's nicer. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our show for this week. That's a weird Jeez. note to end on, but yeah. that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, the bittersweet joys of, of Montreal. <laughs> Real estate. Mm. Uh, Thanks for coming. This is super fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On I a super slow key day. No, I, I, I really do appreciate it. I, anytime uh, you want me on, I'll come Ooh. on. Yeah. I can speak a lot more outlandish. So I'm pretty subdued today because this is the first time I'm coming on, so I'm not going to go balls to the walls, everything. Like oh, I, I'd like you to come back and bring the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, any, um, anytime you want me on, I'll cool. be glad to come on. And Absolutely. Um, if you guys can't listen to us on Don't Be Mad, um, we usually post on on um mondays cool. these last two weeks have been off because we've been vacation people have been holidays. taking vacation holidays so yeah. we're just like relaxing now but um every mondays we usually re- um, release episodes um and um yeah listen to it we on everything so we started incorporating video into our thing now so yeah. if you want to see it us <laughs> do our outlandish <laughs> stuff you can go on youtube and find us and uh, same thing for twitter we when i tell you we're on every platform I painstakingly got us on iHeartRadio, which was a <laughs> bitch to do. iHeart, iHeart, and Spotify was was a little difficult. You got Spotify? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. a hard one. Yeah. Come on, Spotify. No, um, our our um, podcast um, uh, hosts that we use, yeah. they partnered up with Spotify, so we uh, got it right away, and we're on Spotify now. Everything. So every every everything from Apple, Spotify, iHeart, iHeart was the hardest. Really ridiculous. Apple was easy. iHeart has issues dna tests and <laughs> no well not, not that you but, gotta go to 23 and me <laughs> <laughs> not not that not that difficult but uh, it's 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 a long process and you know we're just trying to grow get back into it and everything like that and um hopefully we get an audience uh people who are has the same interest and like i said um if you guys ever listen to us too i appreciate your criticism as well if you something you don't like if something you like let us know mm-hmm. talk about it um and don't be afraid to hurt people's feelings. We have very tough skin. I have leather skin, like uh, s- 
like crocodile skin. Like I, I nothing really <laughs> affects me essentially. And and you know we we like confrontation. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we appreciate confrontation and and discussion. So if there's something you want to say or talk about, I'll be glad to have you guys on. Uh, I hope um, let Matt and Jamali. Uh, I'm sure I'd like to have you guys on. Um, I warned you though, especially um, <laughs> Jamali uh, Jamali and Jamali's very not opinionated, but he he's very crafty in his words but matt is very matt is very opinionated and stuff but two of the best people i could ever do this podcast with um my couple of my best friends and um i'm sure if you guys get the chance to come on uh you'll love it too and uh we just talk a little shit yeah well i look forward to coming on and convincing you of the hollow earth <laughs> oh boy <laughs> This is news to me. No, how is the Earth hollow and flat at the same time? It's like an egg. You crack it open, yes. all the a cheese-filled pizza crust. But that's where oh. the reptilians live. But we can how get into it another you. day. How dare you talk about cheese-filled pizza crust? I am from Chicago. I have earned the right. I'm so it hungry. is my birthright to You're talk from about pizza. Yeah. Oh, Chicago does not make pizza. Your oh. airport sucks. <laughs> No, I like the, the the their pies are okay. I know they do. Pies. That's what, what they call it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Like we said before, there's all kinds of great stuff that you can get by doing that, uh, including the ability to tell us what to talk about on the show. You can literally control us. It's a lot of power. We are your puppets. Yeah. We also have merch. You can click the link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at TeePublic. And you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a question in your review, we will answer it on the show. Share this episode with a friend who, uh, oh God. Hates themselves enough to be an athlete? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You can also share this episode with... um, your friend who has the nicest shoes and your friend who has the worst shoes and don't tell them who it is, who's who oh. and also do it in the same, like make a group thread with them. And send it to any cobblers <laughs> you know. That's a good idea. Yeah, there you go. Uh, share this episode with MeUndies and ask them to give me a sponsorship because I only have four pairs of underwear left <laughs> and I really need more. That's a problem. <laughs> Those aren't going to hold up. No. <laughs> They're so comfy. It's like a hug for my butt. Oh. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tonsalatni. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. Oh, I mean, oh, oh at JJNBA. Sweet. I don't have my full name on that stuff because I, I had that since elementary school. Yeah, fair enough. Not, not the Twitter handle, just the, that kind of that little. Part. I was like, you've had Twitter since il- no. elementary school. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long story. Right. <laughs> I think someone who had Twitter since elementary school might actually be half your age. That's true. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah, that's. Yeah, I that's think that person true. would not even be an adult yet, probably. No. Um, I've, anything to plug while we're here? Obviously, check out Don't Be Mad. Oh, yeah. Check out uh, Don't Be Mad. Um, we're at uh, Don't Be Mad on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, don't be, uh, look for Don't Be Mad on Facebook. We're there as well. Subscribe, uh, like, listen to the episode. We um, Us is not really about likes. We want comments. So, like, if we want to hear your opinions on something. So, the likes are the likes will come. It's really the comments because that's how we start discussion and converse with you. And we're very good at responding back to people on Twitter. Uh, especially me because um, if you confront me I will come back at you go yell at him about R. Kelly <laughs> hey I like R. Kelly just not just his music just the music J- just, just just music. that not his, uh, not his just sexual, his music about his crimes not his sexual <laughs> <laughs> not his sexual deviancies but his music uh, my plug for this week is just um, come to PodCon this weekend if you can yeah if you're in the Seattle area it's uh, gonna be really great I'll have a table there you can come schmooze I'll be just standing at a table. So please come talk to me.
Yeah. I, I'm going to plug Disney World because um, <laughs> I think they need your money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com.